And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, the people with Saul were on a mission to help him. Remember we talked about this? There's an often unseen principle that happens here. With no intent from Saul, I just want to make sure you hear this, God's encounter with him had what we call a spillover effect on those around him. In better phrasing, what Jesus was doing to Saul immediately impacted those with Saul, even though they didn't understand it fully. They heard something, saw nothing. That was a nifty way for God to witness to those around Saul because they knew something powerful was taking place. I want to re-examine this. People are like, I've heard some of this before. Yes, and it's live, not Memorex. But I want you to understand that kingdom dynamics are greater than people's perceptions. We talked about this before. Saul uh, got uh, up off the ground, knocked off his donkey. He was kind of knocked on his keister, let's be honest. He was blind, so a light beamed down on him. He got knocked down. Jesus spoke to him. He was blind. And this is why everybody needs to be a little bit wiser on this whole process of everything is free will. Everything is predestination. Everything is this. Everything is this. Not everything is everything. Only the Lord knows what's in what's exactly how it works. From God's perspective, it's all ordained. From our perspective, it's all free will. There's no point in being in denial that God is in charge. You just get to enjoy the play. And for the sake of clarity, by the way, Saul was not blinded by the the light. You know, we talked about this. Rubbed his eyes, everything back to normal. That's not what happened. He was blind for three days, and that's really where we're going to pick things up. It's just like three days of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Can you remember? I had an ear problem. My ear problem was for five days. I could see, but I can I can hear a one ear. I had an ear problem for five days. It drove me crazy. Imagine being disabled for three full days so that the Lord can get your attention. But isn't it amazing that it's three days that it's the same as the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Yes, God is always, I can't say this enough, giving us witness. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. I just want to say something about that. It's great to survive at times because you need to survive and get through it. And there are other times you should rise up above that, just a notch or two. You're actually living, okay? You're not just surviving. You're not uh, literally, you're not treading water. You're floating kind of nice. And then there's prevailing, and prevailing is walking on top of the water. And let me just point out to you that some people, there are times in their life you need to be doing a little bit more prevailing. We do all three, and you got to be 
involved in all three. So it's lessons for surviving, getting through. It's lessons for living, taking that next couple of steps up. And then it's lessons for prevailing, pushing through into the kingdom. Okay. We also discuss politics, entertainment, and current events, but I don't like politicians and I don't like politics, so I don't discuss it a ton. I'm <laughs> just being honest. Politics, poly means many ticks, blood sucking insect. Therefore, politics are many blood sucking insects. Uh, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanity is an oive. So much more. As you can kind of tell, I'm revved up today. Can you tell? I think I can teach. Any, any of the old shows and have as much fun as I'm having right now. Now, we're asking you, what do you think? And we, we do want to know what you think. Your input, your phone calls, your processes, your heart, your minds, it matters. It matters to me. It matters to one another. And when we people call in and they hear another one another's voices or when I'm sharing some of the texts that are being communicated, that blesses other people. It tells us we're in touch. We're in touch as a community, and that's the grace of God. Most people do want to go somewhere where somebody knows their name. Well, we know your name here, so you're welcome here all the time. So if you've got something you want to share, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483, 8483. Now, I want to do that one more time because I love me and Annika, and you'll have this one thing, and just understand how it goes. 214-210-8483. Thank you. All right, and then also you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, oh, let's just get this straight. You will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. And that is like a satisfying last episode for the season for a great series that you love. You know, like a good ending kind of thing. And then you will fly. There you go. So now you might have a praise report. You might have a prayer request. You might be having a question in your mind going, why does he seem so, like, uh, animated today? Well, my ear is better, (laughs) so that's wonderful. I'm getting a lot of things done. I'm pretty excited for my son. We had a really long talk yesterday uh, about the business and about what he's doing. And he's really – I'm really proud of him because at his age and where he's at compared to what I was at his age, he's much further along than me. (laughs) And that's, like, kind of – that's not – because of me i think that's in spite of me and i'm pretty happy that uh, i was able to see that so you get excited for about stuff like that uh all right we do have to do our trivia question i do want you to know if you have a praise report if you have a prayer request don't hesitate reach out we'll do our best okay all right uh oh 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 all right do not feel like this is uh more difficult than it is. I will try and give you a couple of hints. When Jesus was 12 years old, he was unintentionally left behind by Mary and Joseph. How many days did they look for him? 
Now, just so you can help you, the answer to this is in Luke chapter 2, about the 46 range. Luke chapter 2, verse 46. And the only hint I will give you right off the bat is they looked for him more than one day. (laughs) How's that? There you go. More than one. All right. Pow, pow for Eric. Eric got it right first. Uh, If you think you know the answer... Uh, and, and you know what? I got to tell you, most of the time when you guys guess, I'm just saying this uh, to tell you, yeah, about 80, 80%, 80 to 85%. The audience is pretty good. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. Again, I will reiterate the trivia question. When Jesus was 12 years old, he was unintentionally left behind by Mary and Joseph. How would you like to be Mary and Joseph and you lose the son of God? Uh, those were three days I pret- I bet those are three days they had, uh, were glad were over. Anyway, how many days did they look for him? The question uh, can be found, the answer can be found in Luke chapter 2 verse 46. So, a couple things I want to drop into your lap because it's part of my job to do that. I have a personal significant decision to make. I have not yet, I do not feel like I have yet heard from the Lord. And uh, as much as people can say to me and as much as people can, you know, give advice, or whatever, I need that. Because I do, I've done so many things in my life. I've made so many stupid decisions. I just want to hear what the Lord desires. E- even if the Lord gives me another make a good choice, that's okay. I just want to make sure to check with the boss first. No, I'm not talking about my wife. She's boss number two. Okay. All right. uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. It's your friend, Samson. Hi, friend, Samson. How are you? I'm good. All right. I'm, I, you know, the other day when I was praying for you, I felt bad because could, we couldn't hear you. I didn't know if you were okay or if you're just having a disconnect. So I wanted to make sure you were Yeah, I think okay. it was disconnect. I called Gabriel that I'm okay, and I heard all the prayer. Thank you. Okay. And I talked with my friend yesterday, and they're doing okay. They're just... Arranging everything for the upcoming funeral for his dad. So, yep, yep. yep. So thank you so very much for praying for this. Well, we love so you, brother. We love you. We know that things like that are hard. Those those are hard things. Good. That's a hard thing. All right. So first, you got to answer the trivia question, okay? And you got to be, you got to be honest. How would you like to be the parents and go? Where'd we put him? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> Did he get Hello? disconnected? Is he disconnected again? You there? Samson, can you hear me? No? All right, let him call back. All right, he'll call back. So we'll wait for him to call back and give the answer, okay? All right. So anyway, I need you guys to pray for me as I'm at a crossroad. I definitely want to hear from the Lord so you guys can do that. And then the other thing I got to drop in your lap, and I have to. I don't really have a choice, is we have to make some decisions because of the show uh, financial situation. We need to, you know, we just need to do a little better. I know that it's really hard out there. And I I mean, I I know. I know what the gas price is. I know what all the, the things are. I do the same thing everybody else does. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're 
trying to make ends meet with all the stuff that we can. Just be aware we need that help as well. Okay? All right. Uh, is, he, is he there with us? You there with us, brother? There with us, brother? Yes. Okay, turn your, turn your radio down because we can hear that echo. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, that's much better. Okay, so I need you to answer the question, how many days did they look for Jesus? It, I believe it was four days. Take one off. Uh, three days. That's the right answer! Three! Correct, Amundo! So let's go ahead and give him a ding, ding, ding. Can't find it? Okay, all right. No problem. All right, wait, wait. Let me give it to you. Ding, 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 ding. That's the right answer. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verse 46. That uh, that would be the answer, and uh, that's what you got there right. So how are you doing otherwise? You, you, you're you moving forward? Because that's what we want to hear. I I have a prayer request. Okay. Sorry, I often ask a prayer. <laughs> well, that's what prayer is for, isn't it? Yes. What's your prayer request? Oh, please pray for my daughter. Like, it's since uh, this uh, pandemic thing, uh, sometimes she deals with anxiety. So, yes, last night it was, uh, yeah, last night uh, there was a little episode, and I think I didn't react well. I didn't respond it very well, but I reacted. Gotcha. And, and who's this for? This is for your mother. I'm sorry. Who's it for? Uh, for my daughter. Your daughter. Okay, I wanted to make sure I got it right. Okay. So, and then you didn't respond well. Yeah, I've done that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I reacted. I didn't responded. Yeah. But I reacted. Yeah, gotcha. All right. So she's having some anxiety and then you didn't help, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's I was pray. very hopeful. I was more irritated and frustrated. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our precious brother Samson to you. We love him. And Kelsey, he's so honest about his prayer and his situations. We just appreciate that. And sometimes, Lord, the moment the moment gets the best of us. And sometimes when that moment gets the best of us, we don't do very well. So, Lord, we just give him grace and mercy and forgiveness for that and healing for his daughter and her anxiety. Let her frustration be let go. Let her fear be let go. And let your graciousness take its place. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen, brother. Love you in the Lord, you know. Yes, that's for sure. Okay. You take care. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So that's one of the things we do. We love doing that. Just praying for people. And uh, what we'll do is we'll take our break. They'll come back. And I want to get into this. Now, I know we talked about this spillover a little bit, but I want to hit on two things. And then I just want to bring, because we're going to bring Ananias into this whole situation again. So uh, we'll take our break. We'll come back. Hang in there. This is uh, not a church. This is a fellowship. So we're hanging out together. That's what we do. I'll take our break right now. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot for all the ways that you have cared. You what is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. 
So therefore, in conclusion, that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, and function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, sing and make music in, their, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian for everything? And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial, and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Are you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, we're kind of uh, flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I wouldn't do the joke stuff. Now I'm thinking I might do the joke stuff. And poor Gabriel has to just wait until I tell him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Just to let you know, brother. Uh, here you go, though. Here's your trivia question. And what book of the Bible does it talk about 100-pound hailstones? Okay. Now, some people may say, well, you know, it's referenced in the King James as a talent or whatever. It's okay. Just, just, I think you can, there's only one place, so it's not a lot. In what book of the Bible does it talk about 100-pound hailstones? Okay. Okay. I think every man in the world can be thankful saying, at least it's not a kidney stone. Okay. 
Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also, oh, Jenny, number one, pow, pow, nice. Uh, 214-210-8483 would be the text number. And then David at he must increase.org. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold on the comedic. Because I really want to do this thingy on the spillover. I just don't want to miss it. So I know you guys, I know you understand. So just bear with me. This is part of me. And I have to put up with things. You have to put up with things. Just imagine all that God puts up with. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I want to take this from Acts uh, chapter uh, 9. This is after the encounter. This is after Paul got knocked off this donkey. And uh, here's what it says in verse 7. The men with Saul stood speechless with surprise, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. Now, I'm going to hold it right there. We have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question. We're going to bring them on and give them a chance. But I want you to catch this, that Saul is not alone. He's not alone in this process. That's the key. All right, so somebody's ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Fred. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. Oh, it's great. I'm doing a lot better than I was like a couple of days ago because I can actually hear. And it's so nice not to have a can sitting inside my ear. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, it blesses my heart to hear you say that. I'm glad that you're doing better, David. I appreciate all the prayers and all the love, brother. All right. In what book of the Bible does it talk about a hundred pound hailstone? Where's that coming from? You know, you know that is amazing because... I tried to put the figure together and find out how the rate of speed a hundred pound stone pushing to the human body coming from heaven and I, I haven't been able to come up with the exact figures, but it's got to be at accelerated speed. But the book of the Bible is going to be Revelation. That is correct, sir. You are right. I mean, you, you have to just think, if you see, like, I mean, this is just being honest. If you ever played softball and somebody hit a really sky-high softball and it comes down and you're in the outfield and you have to catch it, it, you know, you catch it, but it has a little force to it. That's a softball. How about a hundred-pound stone? Pound stone, my God. I mean, <laughs> that would be I like, don't want to be here, David. I don't want to be and I don't plan to be here when that happens. The raptor, come on. That's great, 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 great observation. It's like, yeah, that'd be really, really very accelerated. That'd be really yes. fast. Like, yep, that's exactly right. Excellent job, Fred. Excellent work. All right. God bless you. Thank you, David. All right. You too. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I love stuff like this. All right. I love days. like I don't know what it is about Thursdays. There's just something weird about them. I don't know if it's, you know, it's because it's the day before Friday or you're through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know. Something about it. I can't figure it out. All right, so listen to this, and I just want to make sure that we kind of uh, stay on the same page because we got to bring Ananias into the scenario in just a sec. Uh, Ananias into the situation. The men with Saul stood speechless with surprise, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. So Saul picked himself up the ground. He found that he was blind, and his companions led him by the hand to Damascus, and he remained there blind for three days. And all that time, he went without food or water. So uh, this you could safely 
say this was a a, a God imposed fast. Now, why would I say it that way? Uh, well, it wasn't Paul's intent to be knocked off his donkey. It wasn't his intent to be blind, and it wasn't his intent to be needed to be led somewhere. So I think in this kind of state, you are very, well, what's the word? You're exceedingly uh, humble and responsive. And so I, it, it kind of goes without saying that this is kind of his his scenario. So he was told, you go into the city, we'll tell you what to do, get to the right geography, get to the right place. Once you're in the right place, then we'll get you to the right uh, uh, the right uh, element of, you know, you know what you got to be doing. The men around him stood speechless with surprise. Which means they knew something was going on, okay? And here's how you can know, okay? And I want to give you kind of a, a way to see this, okay? Okay, because they heard the sound of somebody speaking, but they couldn't figure out whose voice it was, which tells you that they heard something but it was not indecipherable. And whether it was thunderish or whatever the case may be, that's not the point. The point is they're hanging out with Saul. They know Saul. He's on his donkey. The next second, he's on his keister and he's blind. They know something happened. Nobody has to. Nobody has to go. Hey, uh, no one was going. Hey, he hit the bottle early. This guy got knocked down on the ground, and they're hearing some sound. They're not able. They they're not able to discern what the. It's not discernible. In other words, in another passage, it talks about that it's unintelligible, and so and that's the Greek word it uses. They they know something is going on. They just don't know what. Let me explain something to you. That God has a spillover effect on all of us. And even though you are not at the center of somebody else and they're in a seed being planted, remember that the Lord is the ultimate weaver. And so when things happen to you and our response and our engagement, God is his presence is still pouring out. So if you think of this as an isolated rainstorm on Saul, it's the other people around him who are still getting a little wet. And that's what I want you to catch. Because God uses that. And you might say, well, you know, the other guys aren't referenced, so we don't know what happens to them. That's right. You don't know if that if that event made an impact on them and that they became Christian. You have no idea. I have no idea. Nobody's going to read into it and say they did, didn't do. We're not doing that. What we do know is that what happened to Saul impacted those around Saul. And nobody was in charge of that except for God. Isn't it amazing how everything we do, uh, like not just on the show, but everything in the church and everything that we do as Christians, it always revolves back to the Lord's doing something. <laughs> it's like there's something going on. And it's wonderful because you know, uh, I'm doing a teaching, it's much better to know uh, the Lord's disciplining you than never to ever, ever hear from the Lord. <laughs> because if you never, ever hear from the Lord, that's a bad sign. The idea behind this is to catch that God is pouring out this moment. What a moment where he, in, Paul, Saul, engages with Jesus. Nobody even knows what's going on but him. But there's other people being impacted just by their connection. It's like, wow. God is exceedingly powerful. I mean, he's ex not just exceedingly Powerful. So last week we talked about the the beam, or the week before about the beam. This one, you're just looking at it, going, 
he has this encounter and these people who are his companions are going, what happened? From our mouth, from, from my mouth just now to God's ears, that all of us could have an encounter with Jesus, that the people around us might be like, what's going on? That'd be a great thing. Anyway, we'll take our break and come back because wait to see what's coming up. This stuff just gets better and better. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. But, Jamir, are you there with us? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think you have an answer on how many days between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension? Uh, is it 40 days? That is correct, sir. You are a winner. Very nice. Huh. Did you have to look it up, Jamir, or did you know? Did you know? Uh, the funny thing is, um, I was reading this book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and then it was just talking about how God, like, transforms a, a lot of people's lives on. Um, in 40 days, you know, and that happened to be one of the things that he was speaking about. So that was funny. I had just read that today, too. Wow, great timing. It, it taught me something. It taught me something, too. So I just, it's funny how you just spoke about it on the radio show. So I just had to call in, man. I always listen. So. so the trivia question actually had a meaning for you. It did. And now that just pushes me to, like, be more into also my Bible. Because if I was, like, I should have known that. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, that taught me something. I thank you for at least having that question. Because there's a lot of people who didn't know that you know so you're still teaching a lot of people so thank you the david spoon experience on 770 kaam who is david spoon i have no idea people have asked me about the david spoon experience they wanted to know what i thought of him like any person searching for answers i have wondered about him he was born and raised jewish and after intense drug use became a christian he's married to his best friend noel has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. 
and those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Finish this saying. We're going to do a little bit of King James with this, but you'll be able to follow. Judge not that ye, and then you got to fill in the blank. Judge not that ye. Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, that's right. We do King James every once in a while. It makes it fun. Well, all of it's fun. Uh, 972-445-0770. By the way, I, I love the King James in case any, anybody wants to know. I love it. And then I, I love the new King James, too, actually. New American Standard and ESV and Berean Study Bible and New Living Translation. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, 972-445-0770 to call in on that question. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website. We need funds. If you have the ability to, to uh, donate, please do so. If you don't like donate through a website, it's 100% safe, never a problem. But if you need uh, to do it physically, there's that information that's directly on the website, or you can give directly on the website by debit card, credit card, or PayPal. I'd rather you not use a credit card, but that's just my you know thing. Uh, you can do that. I shouldn't say that. Uh, by the way, just check it out. Give, and uh, we just uh, promise you one thing. You will get a receipt at the end of the year for your donation. And that will be very helpful, whatever you give to the ministry. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. A fortune cookie being opened. <laughs> what? It could be. I've heard a lot of noises. Uh, judge not that you be. I'm leaving it there. Uh, Matthew 7, for those who are trying to figure it out. 972 445 770 214 210 8483. And what's our email? <laughs> what's our email? Uh, how long have I been doing this? Uh, David at he must increase.org. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Roger again. Hey, Brother Roger again. How are (laughs) you? I'm still having joy in my life. Amen, brother. Because I'm saved and filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. We say (laughs) amen and hallelujah, right? Uh-huh. You ain't gonna steal my joy. Amen. That's it. Ain't gonna happen. Yep. You got it, man. All right. I love that. I love that proclamation. All right. Enter <laughs> the trivia for us. We'll give you that chance. Judge not that ye. That ye least be judged. 
That's right. Least be judged. Ju- judge not that ye be not judged. Yes, least ye be judged. Very good, sir. Excellent, excellent work. And, you know, in context, that's all. The whole context is about hypocritical judgment. You know, that's where people kind of make that big mistake. But it's a trivia question, so. (laughs) I was trying to say it. King James style, I probably didn't say it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Great job. Yeah. Excellent work. And uh, I, Christian Ease, I, I know Christian Ease real good. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. I used to say that to people. I should say, I would say, that's an excellent form of accent in Christian Ease. You are doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Thanks for being yeah, that my, You know, I got, uh, I, I speak three languages. You know, English, Christianese, Tex-Mex. Oh, and then I forgot the, uh, that one that does the tongue, you know. <laughs> I, tell, I, I tell people I speak in two tongues, one of which is not proper. <laughs> That's what I tell people. <laughs> Excellent. Great job, brother. Very That's called good. the heavenly language. <laughs> That's a good one. Good job. Thank you so I much. Basically, though, really, I've been on the. Uh, uh, antibiotic for six weeks. I'm still looking maybe to do another six weeks of antibiotic, but the Lord has encouraged me to encourage you and encourage your audience that he hasn't given up on anybody. He will not give up on anybody. He wants to get a closer walk with everybody and wants to have you seek him. Seek him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And that's the best word I can give anybody that's going through something or having a, a financial problem or a marriage problem or any kind of problem. Seek God with all of your might, and he will touch you. Amen. What a great sermon you just taught. <laughs> Excellent job. Well, I got some preaching. Yeah, I know you do, brother. I know you do. And you're welcome to call up and share with us anytime, okay? Yeah, well, I just, uh, I haven't been able to listen. And uh, I've been out of work, so I haven't been able to uh, do what I want to do, but it's okay. God knows my uh, needs, and He knows your needs, so. He will meet your needs also. Amen. Amen. I receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, brother. But, uh, we love you, and just keep on teaching and preaching the word, brother. And whatever he's got for you, he's got it for you. Amen. Amen. In, in his <laughs> hands. Thank you, brother. Good word. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, sometimes we have to live in the mystery. Yep. 
Yep, exactly, exactly. That's where faith comes into play, right? I'm living the mystery right now. I got but you. But it's okay. Well, everybody's going to be praying for you, though. So, I mean, you, you shared that need. So that now everybody who's yeah. listening to your voice needs to remember, God just brought that in your universe. And you need to make that a part yeah. of your prayer. Well, I, I know. I just, I know you've been praying, and I know yep. that I've been praying for her. You and your show and the audience. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Can I pray yeah. over you real quick? Yeah. Let me pray over you real quick. Father, we come before you. We just thank you for our brother. How awesome he is. He's just a great refreshment, a great brother. He's great encouragement. He's going through his own trial, but he wants people to know the answer is to pursue you. And you are the answer. You are the solution to everything we're seeking. And we just ask you to bless him with fast, accelerated healing, health, encouragement, joy, strength, wisdom, power, and refreshment, and that he would be back on top the way he wants to be sooner than later. We just trust you for it and commit it to you and believe you for it and thank you for him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen, amen brother. All right. Walk in love, brother Roger again. All right. Check it out. God bless, bro. <laughs> bye bye. All right. <laughs> we got, man, do we have a cast of characters or what? We have the best people. See, I get to actually say that because there are people actually call in and talk and share. And I don't have to say, you can hear it. These guys are, oh, everybody's great. All right. Uh, all right. So here's what we'll do we'll break, then we'll come back, and then we'll do our history, and then I'll do kind of elongated teaching at the end because you cannot miss this teaching. So I'm just telling you right now, this last little teaching, I promise you, if you're a Christian, you'll be like going, oh yeah, no, I needed that. Trust me on that one. So we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Let's get this specific scripture. It's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his face, his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not an impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And, and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was, he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. 
It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that, even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand and yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a, a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Amazing grace. How sweet oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We have a special caller. We want this caller to get through. This is one of my favorite people. Go ahead and send her on through. Knock, knock. Is this Annika? This is. Hi, how are no, you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you and Neil? We're doing great. Awesome. We're doing great. And I um, I wanted to ask a question, but I also wanted to say that ever since we've talked about um, the extraterrestrial sense of what God is and what he's doing through Christ on Earth, uh, after talking with Joanne and everything, that I'm starting to make passages listed uh, where I can look at some of the different things. So uh, I'm, I'm still in process with that. I'm sure that'll take years, but <laughs> that's one of the things I've been learning from, from listening. Awesome. That is fantastic. Now, are you doing it like in a Word doc or are you, are you just writing it down? What are you doing to, to list them? How are you listing them? Um, right now, it's just by hand because usually uh, it's at night when I go through the Bible. And I've not really ever been led to go in order. I, I don't, yeah, for no, me, I'm, I've always, pretty much always been led that when I read the Bible, I, I just let God lead me and I open it up. And it's amazing how it always speaks to me in the moment with what I'm, you know, specifically going to the Bible for. And sometimes I'm not, I'm not specific. I'm just going to read it. And it, it always just speaks to my moment. 
That's amazing. Um, it's amazing. Isn't it awesome that you open up that book and that sometimes, somehow, the the words jump off the page and you're like, ooh, it's like, you know, oh, I just had an encounter with the Lord's word because he just spoke to me through this. It's, isn't oh, that cool? yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Which leads to my question. Okay. Um, like, when, okay. When you're communicating on earth with other people, you know, we all know, we should know, that you don't go through another person unless it's extra special occasion for some reason. But you don't use and go through another person to communicate, to have a relationship, okay? Uh You go directly to the person you're communicating with. So I'm still having a little um, confusion um, since Christ is our intermediary to God, but when I go to talk to God, am I talking to Jesus, or am I talking to the Holy Spirit, or am I talking to God the Father through Christ, because I always say in Christ or through Christ, or am I talking to God the three persons in God all at once. All right. I'm a little confused, and so it's when you're trying great. to have a relationship, you don't need confusion. You yeah. need to know you're getting to the person exactly. you want to speak to. All right, excellent question. So we're going to answer this because I think this is a worthwhile question, and we can always uh, teach on Acts. I got you know years and years to do that. This is really important, though. Okay, first of all. Number one, the first and foremost answer is when you talk to God the Father, you are talking to Jesus and you are talking to the Holy Spirit. That's the most basic element. God is one essence in three persons. But you have to understand that the Father is in the Son and the Spirit. The Son is in the Father and the Spirit. The Spirit is in the Father and the Son. In other words, there's a what we would call a, a uh, an order to how they operate. The Father sends the Son. The Father sends the Spirit. The Spirit doesn't send the Father. Okay, so there's an order to how they function, but they're all one. So everything that the Father knows, the Son knows, and the Son knows, the Father knows, and the Holy Spirit knows, the, the Son and the Father know. When Jesus did his earthly ministry, that was not the case because he functioned in the human part of it. And in the human part of it, there was more of a limitation, whereas in the divine part of it, in the glorified part of it, there's not going to be that limitation. When you talk to the Father, to this, talk to the Father. You are talking to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, kind of together. And I, so I'm just giving you my take on it, so that maybe it helps from a relationship point of view. I think of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit as as. Is like my own self, David. I got a brain, David. I got a heart, and David. I got a body, but it's David. And so you can't really talk to the heart without talking to the body and the brain. You can't talk to the brain without talking to the heart and the body. You can't really talk to the brain without talking to the. You see what I'm saying? Like I think of it as yeah. as one. And so what I do to clarify or to, for simplicity's sake is I pray to the Father in the name of the Son. So I come in the representation that Jesus gave us and when I teach Hebrews in about about two weeks you will you uh, might just blow everybody's mind out how God 
God uh, uh, established his name in Solomon's temple, and that's why you pray in Jesus's name, because the establishment of the name meant that God would respond. And so uh, anyway, we go back to it. You pray to the Father in the name of the Son by help from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit helps us pray. So you, you, it's a kind of a trinity process when you're engaging in prayer. You're, you're dealing with all, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I address the Father because Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father. And then I sometimes address Jesus because he said, ask me anything in my name. And then sometimes I talk to the Holy Spirit and say, say I'm sorry for grieving you. So I, I talk to all three persons, but as one entity. Is that, okay. is that, and I understand that that's not the in our society. It's, it has to be you know it has to be one, two, or three. And it's like yeah, that's <laughs> our that's our society, and I understand that. I mean that that is the Western way of thinking. It's a very logical and processional kind of way. In the Eastern way of thinking, and in the Mid Eastern, uh, the the the. Uh, the, you know, the Israel part of it, uh, there's they don't think in those same type terms like we do. Uh, you know, must be you know one plus one plus one is three, and then they, they cannot be separated. And in this case, it's one times one times one equals one. So it's the same. And so if you really wanted to use a formula, that would be the formula because it's one okay, time. Okay. Okay. You know yeah, I mean? and I've heard it said that um, it'd be like. Being like David Spoon, you're David Spoon, a son. You're David Spoon, the brother, and you're David Spoon, the father. You, you're one person, but you have three different types of relationships. Right. So in this case, God has actual separate, uh, distinctive, what we'd say, distinctive personages, but it, but God exists as one. The problem with that is it's finite, trying to comprehend infinite, and that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, if an alien it, came down it. and said, all right, well, my heart is in my foot. You'd be like going, what? <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't yeah. make sense, but it's well, like, and okay, that's, that's also how it is. that, in a sense, I mean, if somebody's listening for the first time and didn't hear what we were talking about uh, a while back about the extra, extraterrestrial being from outside the planet, they wouldn't understand this, but that's... Um, that's that aspect of he is so beyond God is so beyond us that trying to use our own limited experience and knowledge we just can't begin to touch on it well that's what what you just said there is an it's absolutely brilliantly theological because that means everything that's revealed in scripture as the father as the son and then the Holy Spirit which makes all the reference points of the symbols for the Holy Spirit all of those are the points of communication that God wants us to try and understand him with. So when the Holy Spirit's seen as a dove or the Holy Spirit's seen as fire, or the Holy Spirit is seen as, as light or the Holy Spirit, all those things, those are all elements of who God is and give us a little closer definition of connecting to him. And that's really important. I see, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw a little children's book like that. It said, like, the Holy, it was about what's the Holy Spirit like? And it yeah. did use descriptions like a dove, and it's like a wind, and it's exactly. like a blanket. Yeah, I exactly. see. Exactly, exactly right. No, that's exactly right. And it's, if you were like, well, it's super easy to define. It's not super easy to define. It's God. It's not, he's not, you can't put him in a box. But what he does say is, I want you to understand me in this capacity, which is why everything, I know there's some people that have a hard time with it, but there's like 40, 
88 references in the New Testament on Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, throughout the scriptures. Like, it's amazing how many there are. And it's like, this is the premise. This is how God communicates. And we're supposed to fellowship with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. So there is a fellowship with all of the revelation of God. And if you understand that you're really not going to talk to one to the separation of the others, that will help. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that good? Yeah, that'll do it. Thank you so much, and thanks for all your, your teaching. You're, you're more than welcome, and if you do that in a theological school, they'll charge you 50 grand, so I won't charge you anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> woo! <laughs> oh, wow, I got a deal today. <laughs> Such thanks. a deal I have for you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. All right, God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so I'm just going to say this whether we only got a minute left. I love doing stuff like that. You guys can ask me questions like that anytime. That doesn't mean I have all the answers. In fact, I don't have all the answers. I just know who does have all the answers. The Lord does. And I know him a little. I would like to know him a lot. I mean, that's just really the big difference. I'm just going to close it out with this. And all I want you to do, I'm going to leave you with this kind of teaser because we'll do this next week. Now, this was a verse 10 in Acts chapter uh, 9. There was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. I'm just going to say this. Ananias wasn't operating in spiritual gifts. He wasn't some spiritual powerhouse. He was nothing. He was a devout follower with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision. God will speak to you, whether you have a big patch of official office or not, in multiple ways, if you are willing to listen in multiple ways. Spoke to this guy in a vision. Might speak to you in a vision, in a dream, in a moment. Who knows? Through his word? Sure. And uh, in different ways? Sure. Of course. God's always speaking. Remember? Look up. All right, we'll take our uh, exit and we'll pick it back up tomorrow. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, reach down and see.